please check out our resources and books on blackandeducation.com and on Amazon. In 1919, more than 20 different racially violent events took place throughout the United States, from May of 1919 to October of 1919. The events were so violent that this time span became known as the Red Summer. The approximately 27 events occurred from Chicago, Illinois, to Elaine, Arkansas, from Washington, D.C., to Omaha, Nebraska, from Georgia to Knoxville, Tennessee, and so on. It was clear that as blacks moved from the north to the south, and as soldiers returned home from World War I, authorities were not willing to protect the rights of all Americans, even though they were willing to fight for freedom abroad. In Chicago. On July 27, 1919, a young African-American teenager named Eugene Williams was having fun and playing in Lake Michigan in Chicago when he accidentally drifted into the white side of the lake. White beachgoers began to throw rocks at him and reportedly hit him in the head with stones. As Williams continued to struggle, they continued to pummel him with rocks, and Eugene Williams died in Lake Michigan. When the police arrived, they refused to arrest any of the stone throwers, and instead reportedly arrested a black man who was nearby. This outraged the black beachgoers, and there was already tension between white and black citizens in Chicago. The hostility spilled over into other parts of the city, and over the course of five days, 23 black people and 15 white people were killed. Over 1,000 black families were made homeless, and it is worth noting that in the two years leading up to this event, at least 26 black families had their homes bombed in an effort to get black citizens not to move into white areas. In Washington, D.C., just a few days before the event in Chicago, rioting broke out on July 19, 1919, in Washington, D.C. There were rumors and accusations that a black man was going around the city attacking white women. So on July 19, 1919, when soldiers heard about a black man who was taken into custody and released, they decided to take their frustration to the entire black community. About 400 white people gathered sticks and other weapons and walked from a nightlife section of Washington, D.C. to a mostly black area in southwest Washington. The crowd came across a black man named Charles Linton Rawls, who was out with his wife. They brutally beat Rawls. They also came across a black man named George Montgomery and fractured his skull with a weapon. The police showed up and they arrested more black people than they did white people, and this sent a clear signal that the racial violence would continue. Over the course of four days, dozens of people would die from their injuries until President Wilson called in cavalrymen, the Marines, Army soldiers, and sailors to help stop the violence. This riot was different, however, for another reason. Black World War I veterans and citizens mobilized to defend their neighborhoods. They set up barricades, posted lookouts, and responded to the violence. In other cities, in Georgia on August 28, 1919, a black man named Eli Cooper was shot to death while in a church, and the church itself was burned down. In Knoxville, Tennessee on August 30, 1919, a mob of people stormed a jail. They were looking for a black man whom they believed was connected to the murder of a white woman. The mob looted the jail, stole large amounts of whiskey, and went throughout the streets where they started rioting. In Bugaloosa, Louisiana, on August 31, 1919, a black man named Lucius McCarthy, who was accused of attacking a white woman, was lynched, and his body was dragged throughout the streets. McCarthy was shot over 1,000 times, and a bonfire was made around his body as it burned. Lucius McCarthy was a U.S. veteran. In Omaha, Nebraska. In Omaha, Nebraska, on September 25, 1919, a woman named Agnes Lobeck said that she had been attacked by a black man. 
The next day, the police brought a man named Will Brown to her home, and Agnes identified him as the man who attacked her, although Will Brown vehemently denied ever attacking her. While all this was going on, a group of white men gathered outside of Agnes's house. They demanded that the police give Brown to them so that they could lynch him. The police were able to get Will Brown to the courthouse, but the situation was not over. On Sunday, September 28, 1919, a group of men began to march to the courthouse. By evening, some 5,000 to 15,000 people had gathered. They began to shoot into the courthouse, and they set part of it on fire. When firefighters came to put the fire out, the crowd would not let them through to the building. The mayor of the city then came out of the building and pleaded with the group to let the firefighters through, but the group then attacked him and tried to hang him. The mayor, however, was eventually rescued. Members of the crowd then made their way into the courthouse and grabbed Will Brown. By the time they got him to the front door, almost all of his clothes were ripped off. They took him to a nearby spot, and the large crowd let out a roar of approval. Brown was quickly hoisted up with a noose around his neck, and his body was riddled with bullets. He was then tied to the back of a car and driven around for a few blocks. The attackers then got oil from nearby lamps and doused his body. They set him on fire and posed for pictures around his burning body. He again was tied to a car and driven throughout the streets of downtown. The attackers cut up pieces of the rope that was used to hang him and sold it for 10 cents apiece. Claude McKay, who was an outstanding writer during the Holland Renaissance, wrote a poem about the events of that red summer of 1919. If we must die. If we must die, let it not be like hogs, hunted and pinned in an inglorious spot, while round us bark the mad and hungry dogs, making their mock at our accursed lot. If we must die, oh, let us nobly die, so that our precious blood may not be shed in vain. Then even the monsters we defy shall be constrained to honor us, though dead. O kinsmen, we must meet the common foe. Though far outnumbered, let us still be brave. And for their thousand blows, deal one death blow. What though before us lies the open grave? Like men will face the murderous cowardly plaque, pressed to the wall dying, but fighting back. <laughs>